Welcome to this episode of the Million Dollar Mastermind. I'm Larry Wydell, and let's get started. I am back with John Vaughn, and we're going to get into today the subject of how he launched, how he positioned himself. A lot of us want our own business, but you got to position yourself first, and it's good to tuck yourself under people that are already successful in that area or that general area to where you can learn everything they know about it. And then you can be developing without the spotlight and the pressure on you. You can be developing the skill sets, experience, relationships you need and get yourself strong enough to have a successful launch when you get ready to go out on your own. And so Welcome back, John. Thanks a lot for having me, Larry. Yeah, and John, tell me about how you got into the SEO world. So it started seven years ago, but prior to that, um, 10 years of advertising sales. And um, again, a lot of sales um, learning, coaching, mentoring, and going to conferences and reading. Um, however, I actually worked at Yellow Pages for five years, and that really pivoted me to make a, a, a transition to more digital as opposed to traditional advertising sales. And that was a big pivotal moment while working at Yellow Pages to really define where I wanted to go with my life, my career, and my business. And uh, what attracted you to sales? I, I think for me, it was just a part of what I enjoy doing. I'm very much a extrovert. I love people. I love talking to people and helping others. And as opposed to, I, I worked in finance. I did a lot of accounting, bookkeeping, and that's why I studied business finance. So for me, I hated working in the, in the office in that environment. And I had to figure out what I enjoyed more. So, and that's where the face-to-face -face meeting customers and really offering up a product or service that really compelled and people actually enjoyed consuming uh, attracted me. Yeah. And so sales is also the way that you make money. Most people, you know, back, I, I'm not sure exactly today how it works, but when I started, 85% of the people that made above average income, they were in sales. And so that got my attention right away. You know, you had, the other 15% were all of the highly educated uh, doctors and, you know, people like that, lawyers. But uh, for the average person coming up who wanted to make their money uh, above average income, they had to get in sales. The trouble is in corporate sales, they give you a territory. If you're good, you make the, you know, you build the territory up and they say, wait a minute. The president of the company will say, wait a minute, that guy's making more money than me. We don't need him. Let's get rid of him and hire two or three cheap kids out of college and let them, you know, we can still save money. And then it's hard to have stability if you're just a corporate salesperson. And so, uh, you know, we designed our company where we could go into sales management. We could build sales teams, in essence, go into business for ourselves in sales and then have somebody else do the common support for all of us. And so you've got 
a similar thing where you're in sales, but now you have a sales management team that you're building uh, for this service. So when did you say the time is right for me to launch? Um, well, it was a pivotal point in my life, right? I think timing is everything in terms of the journey of life. And at that time, after working at Yellow Pages for five years, um, I was frustrated with like just every client telling me that they were not getting good ROI, user behavior has shifted. They were no longer consuming traditional media um, with their product and serving ad spend and they were consuming on Google or digital formats. So for me, I had to make a decision. I either continue with the shipping sinking ship, go to another corporate uh, company and do sales again, or start something brand new. Um, and at that time, it was also life events. Like I got married, got home, all these other things. So for me, it was more timing and support from my wife to allow me to take on the new challenge. And ROI's return on investment, which I'm sure I'm explaining that unnecessarily, but just want to make sure people uh, don't get uh, stalled out by, you know, ad spend is what you're spending on ads and all. And people would be, in other words, they would be spending money for ad placements in yellow pages and you sold them out and they weren't getting a lot of business from that. And so you got complaints and you couldn't yes. control you. You know, it was basically more or less a dead system, you know, a dead horse or dying horse. And you could not go in single handedly and change the industry. <laughs> there was no there was no green pages you could go to purple pages. It was yellow pages. That was it. Yeah. So the medium itself was deteriorating right like users usership was pivoting mover people's behavior was changing it's very similar to what's going on today right like going to a bricks and mortar store is not the same as someone shopping online so there's been a transformational shift of users behavior and i had to either continue doing that or make a decision to pivot yeah and so uh, and of course, that takes a certain amount of, well, experience happens on that, uh, you know, helps on that. And uh, the hours that you had in the industry and the effort you'd made, uh, you had to take a risk, but it wasn't that much of a risk because you were talking to people all day long. You could see how, you know, nothing's guaranteed in life, but I mean, certain things are obvious. And as much, this, this was obvious to you. I mean, it wasn't, you're betting your future on an irrefutable trend in the industry and how business was going to be done, how people were going to find uh, people. And so you made the move to position yourself in front of that, even though you didn't have any real experience, any knowledge of it, you felt like it could be learned. Am I saying that right? Yes, exactly. And I, I feel just by talking to thousands of business owners while at Yellow Pages, they educated me enough to understand that as long as there's an opportunity or there's a need in the marketplace and people are willing to spend money for the product or service and you fill that gap and need, you have a business. And that's why I did. I filled a gap and need where people are willing to pay for expertise. And I just have to deliver on the promise. Yeah. And so uh, as you've gone into that, how fast did, what, what is your 
your chart, your growth chart look like? Yeah, so first couple of years, um, I was sales and I was growing at a pretty fast rate, a um, couple hundred percent. The challenge was I was getting wrong clients, right? And um, it was not the ideal type of clients because they were uh, very much not the professional services type clients that I deal with today. Um, they were at early stage uh, business that were not real businesses. So they didn't know how to run a business and I had to figure it out for them. And that's not who I wanted to work with because I was early stage. I didn't know who I wanted to target either. Um, so I, I learned, I made a lot of mistakes early days. Well, and the thing is that's not unusual because a lot of way, a lot of times that's the only way to learn. You know, there's nobody, nobody, rarely do we have somebody who's exactly the same state or gone through exactly the situation uh, that we're going through. And a lot of these things you have to figure out by doing, but also you said you had new wife, new house, new obligations, and you needed money. And early on, the people who will will uh, do business with you are not as critical. The fact that they don't, they don't really know how to run a business is the fact that they didn't really check you out. You know, you had a good idea, I'll, I'll, I'll go with John. Whereas maybe if you, you know, that gives you traction. When you're, when you're starting out, you, you, beggars can't be choosy a lot of times. You know, you, you have to get what you can get. But the main thing is get some traction. Yeah, yeah, stay, right. stay alive. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, keep, you know, move forward however you can. You know, in fact, that's what they say about employees. You know, like we all need, uh, if we're going to have great companies, people that are like eight, nine, ten out of ten on the on the uh, the skills uh, scale. However, uh, when you're starting out, uh, a lot of times all you can get is somebody who's a five or a six, and then help them grow into you know, a more qualified type person. And then the check on that, if you get somebody who's not that talented, the one thing they must have is a total belief in what you're doing because that will allow them to take you very seriously and to be have the mindset uh, to improve and to be conscientious, even though they might not be the greatest, they're at least conscientious to the extent they know how to work and how to do it. And when you tell them things, they'll listen and they'll improve. And so uh, when we're beginning, you know, you're kind of stuck uh, to uh, get through, you know, get something going. And so you did that, but that's why I go back to this thing of AB, I call it the ABI principle, always be improving. Things can always be better. And as you're doing something, you're also evaluating uh, what could make this better. One thing is a better clientele. Another thing is a better system. Another thing is better tools, better support, uh, better website, better whatever, you know, better apps to support the different pieces of the service you're offering them and uh uh that's what you were doing and i don't really think there's any shortcuts to that so where did your business start to become start to become a mature type thing what are things did you notice um, about that once i started hiring good employees managers uh people that actually had same very similar core values as me um 
it, it's more and then implementing more systems in place, right? Um, because the the challenge at, at the beginning was again doing everything yourself, understanding who you want to attract as clients, uh, getting some revenue and traction, and then starting to build upon that, right? Take it to the next level. So for me, it was more hiring the right people. Who did you um, and then how, delegating? How did you hire the right people, and what did you look for, and what did you tell them? Uh, operations person, someone that molded to me and understood my value proposition, which was be as similar as me in terms of my values. Someone that was family oriented, hardworking, um, understanding, like just just keep learning, constant learning. Yes, you're gonna make mistakes. It's okay. Keep evolving. Yeah. And how did you find those kind of people? Did you have to sort through a lot? Um, so early days, it was about trial and error. I made a lot of hiring mistakes. Eventually, I got to a point where I was able to pick and choose some good key employees that I used to work with because I, I work with them, right? I right. knew their their experience, skill set, and, and mindset, right? And what really helped me was surrounding myself with good, good people that I can trust, I can bounce off information and ideas with, and they'll give me an honest answer. Uh, because again, sometimes I'm, I throw a lot of tangents. They organize me well, they, they keep me focused, they get me in line, and they'll tell me the truth. And that's what I need most of, often. As a business, what's your, when you start a month, what are you focused on? Uh, do we focusing the team on in a month? Uh, again, there's KPI metrics. Um, for me, it's the two folds, right? Revenue growth as well as retention growth. Um, as opposed to, there's a lot of side projects on the going, ongoing, but two most important metrics is revenue, how much is coming in, how much growth potential, and less churn. How do we retain as many and add more value by offering up more or providing more services? And Getting the, the idea of a better quality firm is they're going to be successful, they're going to follow through on the things you give them, and they're going to become somebody that will need monthly services, ongoing type. So you can build a steady revenue rather than one-time revenue from these people. Is that a good way of saying it? Yeah, so I started my company right at the beginning on one-year contracts, and that's why I learned at Yellow Pages, recurring business model, maintenance model offering up services so that people see value on a monthly retainer. And that's how I built my business so that it's sustainable for many, many years, as opposed to a one-time website update or a charge where you're always constantly getting new customers all the time. Yeah. And how does, uh, what, what is the main thing that you could tell people about getting to this point in their business. As we wrap up this episode, what is the main thing you could tell people about going through? Because it's not, you know, we're not getting in the horror stories and everything here, but it's not, there's things where you have, to, you second guess yourself and you you go through the tough times and, uh, you know, there's highs and lows in business because there's highs and lows in the economy. And uh, how do you, how would you describe to people the kind of outlook they would have to have uh, that you've learned you have to have 
uh, had to have as you went through that because when you're on the start, you're going through, you don't know what you're going to face. Now you're looking back and what was the outlook you had that you think brought you through and how could you describe that to someone uh, who's getting ready to go through it? Um, have a long-term perspective, right? Like really have goals in mind and vision. And for me, it was more about um, having small little achievable targets on a monthly, quarterly, semi-annually and annually target, five-year plan, 10-year plan, and have it with the team on a regular basis, right? And make sure there's clarity and everyone's on the same page. Um, so everyone is contributing adding value and offering up their contribution on a regular basis. Because without that, without the team, if you're doing it solo, it's very difficult for you to grow and scale at whatever speed or rate you want to. How do you have them make that con those contributions? Monthly uh, get togethers, team building events, you know, just community build, right? Within your team, internal process. Now, now how do they go? How do you get the feedback from your people and what what's a example of really great feedback you got that uh that you can just right off the top of your head was you know a difference maker uh so for us we usually do weekly training and also monthly um calls as well q a where anyone can ask anything right so during those discussions for us it was more about like adding more value by adding a whole division to our team, link building team. We've never really added that. And we did it two years ago, I believe. And that really helped us solidify our client base by adding way better results. Not only that, but retention has been great. And then we also are able to add more to the product offering. As so, well. so when you have regular training, what is that training on? Sales training or... No, because we're in the SEO space, there's yeah. a lot of different training, keyword research, content optimization. There's always updates going on. Yeah. So to, for me to stay on top of the communities of SEO, I'm a part of a lot of different communities and I absorb it. Then I pass it on to the team so that the team can all get on the same level playing field. Because Google is always changing their algorithms because they want, they don't want any of you guys to figure them out. <laughs> Right. <laughs> exactly. So that's the, the reason I'm in a, a space that is always needed. Right. You have to look at a marketplace where, you know, yes, it's challenging and it's not for everyone. But I chose this as a profession. I chose this as a business and I'm excited to help business owners so they don't have to worry about it. They hire an expert or an agency to take care of all that for them. Even though they can do it themselves, they can hire people in-house, they can hire freelancers. But again, it's choice, right? Business owners have a choice to either figure it out, excel, propel on this digital landscape, or work with someone that actually enjoys what they're doing. Yeah, because you can have strategies that were fantastic six months ago, and they're not going to work at all now, right? Well, because we work with hundreds of clients. We right. can do a lot of A-B testing yeah. as opposed to you try to do it. You lose three or six months, and that could be life or death for a lot of business owners. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks so much, John. Appreciate you sharing. And uh, I know it's going to mean a lot to people who are going through this process themselves. Thanks so much. Thanks a lot, Larry. Thanks for listening to this episode of Million Dollar Mastermind with me, Larry Wydell. If I've helped you in any way, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. 
For more information like this, listen to our other Million Dollar Mastermind episodes and check out my Wydell Academy YouTube channel and visit us on WydellOnWinning.com. I'm the Million Dollar Mastermind, and until next time, go, go, go.